Welcome to the Obstructed View podcast. Hello, me and Ben are going to discuss Everton's fantastic 3-2 win at Selhurst Park in London. Uh, We're going to look forward a little bit to Manchester United after the break. Everton win at Crystal Palace, another win on the road for the Toffees. What's up with you? What's happening? (laughs) Away for for, for the champions. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so Everton went down to the capital again. Um, We've had good form in London this season. We've played two in London, Brentford and West Ham. We've won both of them. So our third trip to London. The Beatles are number one in the charts. And Everton are going (laughs) down to to London, the south of London, Croydon, to take on Crystal Palace. And to be honest, it's a tough place to go is, is Crystal Palace. I don't really matter what side, kind of side they've got. They've got quite a tight little old ground and um, the atmosphere is probably the best in London for the actual sort of the fans and everything in there when it's packed out. Um, so I think Everton are really, really sort of happy with the result. Um Everton fans had some real trouble getting to the ground. Uh, Did they? I don't know if it. Yeah, I don't know if it's been mentioned much on the news or anything. But the trains were all chaotic, as they are every weekend. Um, Euston Station on the west there, and um, obviously all stuff was going off in the centre of London. You know, with the Armistice Day and oh, the um, marches and all that sort. Of, yeah, they had all the protests and sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. quite a few of the coaches were held up, and the police were putting on. I don't think they're going to get here and. Uh, and all that um, <laughs> so yeah um, but they've all gone home happy in the end so <laughs> it's it's just one of them things that Everton seem to be a bit like um, uh, chalk and cheese away from home and at home um, good results on the road uh, not so good at home but we are building a bit of a gap now at the um, from the bottom three who are pretty poor this season in the, in the Premier League and um, we seem to be grinding out victories as well. I, I don't think this was our best performance against Crystal Palace, but we've still managed to find a way to to get the result kind of thing. Well, I think that's the difference, um, isn't it? To last season, you're finding a way. Whereas last season, yeah. we were finding no way. Especially at this especially at this end of the season, like this start, like middle, uh, first first half of the season, sorry. You were just... Yeah, so it's not just, it's like not just kind of this season. It's probably been the last like, five seasons where... Yeah. When Crystal Palace equalised to go 2-2, they would have gone on and won that game in previous seasons. We wouldn't have come back and scored the third. We would have lost and probably would have lost four or five, <laughs> two, um, even with 10 minutes to go. But I think Dyche has brought that kind of belief in the team that Keep going. can actually go on and can, can get a win. Yeah. Um, so it's huge progress from Dyche, to be honest, because like, he's coming and he's, he's changed things around and he'll short space of time because last season was Everton's worst ever season historically like points wise ever in the whole history even when Everton had been relegated in the 1950s this would last season was the worst points total I think they've ever had um, and to be sort of clear at relegation with it, with sort of this amount of games gone how many we've played now we've played so 12, 12 games yeah, 12. It's, it's usually when you can kind of look at a season and see how how it's going to pan out for the season, this kind of stage. Um, Two points so, off Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I it says a bit more about Chelsea, but they've picked <laughs> yeah. up a little bit recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
yeah, so we'll go through the match a little bit. Um, what about lineup? What was, what was your thoughts yeah, on the so, lineup? So Everton pretty much been playing similar lineup for for a few weeks. You're always going to pick Jordan Pickford in the net. We've only got one left back, Vitaly Mikolenko, who looked like a non-league player of it last season. But he kind of looks a bit like Cafu now. He's scoring. He's first he's minute, man of the match. <laughs> first minute, yeah, man of the match again. Uh, this game, Mikolenko, and and just complete uh, transformation. So the back four pretty steady at the moment. Mikolenko, Jared Branthwaite, James Tarkovsky, and even Ashley Young played quite well. So Everton fans have been giving Young quite a lot of grief, and yeah. teams generally have a scapegoat. But he hasn't been playing very well. I know we didn't, we didn't obviously record last week, but we I think the week before we were talking about Patterson coming in for him instead, weren't we? Um, well, you yeah, were as well, uh, potentially. Just, uh, going forward, Patterson definitely offers more, but I think with how we play a little bit, like we sort of let teams have possession, I can see why he does play young. And then the midfield, he took um, to Garner, had played uh, against Brighton quite well, <coughs> but then he got dropped for this game and he brought Anana back in. And I think Garner, gay, um, had quite, you know, he, he had sort of every right to be disappointed or upset about that because he would probably, probably should have played realistically. So it was an interesting move from Dash. Mm. Um, but Anana was, was subbed at, um, it was half time. And gay come on and uh, he played really well again, gay. Um, he's obviously a very uh, experienced player, he's played for PSG and um, Villa and, you know, Everton for quite a long time now. And, I think it just shows having that little bit of quality in the team sometimes. <clears throat> so, it, the game was kind of up and down. It was chosen for um, Game of the Day by Sky, uh, which was trumped by City Chelsea on Sunday. Well, yeah, so. I don't think you could, that would have been hard to trump that one, though, wouldn't it? Let's be fair. Well, what a game that was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so first minute, um, cross into the box, little chip dink from... Jack Harrison and Vitaly Mikolenko, our left backs on penalty spot. Boom, there, there. Good it's good edit. Like it's good It's good edit. We'll finish when it's from the lab. Yeah. But then, unfortunately, it was the fifth minute. Go down the other end, and that Eze is causing Everton all sorts of trouble. Um, they haven't got much Palace up front. I think they are missing Zaha, but he is their kind of. I know that Ojo came back in on as sub late on, but Eze is their threat, and he was causing Everton quite a lot of trouble. Uh, and unfortunately, Jared Branthwaite sticks, <laughs> sticks his foot out and he upends him. It is a penalty. Yeah, yeah there's all the checks. Um, and I think that's a little bit of inexperience from Jared Branthwaite a little bit there. I think he's looking for that kind of that kind of dangling leg a little bit, is he? But it was a foul. And he, yeah, did you see the penalty? He just saw yeah, he just like, he like looks, he did his little, the little stutter that a lot of them do. Then he just kind of like, Casually yeah. side footed it into into the side, didn't he? But yeah. he sort of looks at him on the penalty spot and shushed him as well. He, so he kind of... Since Zaha's gone, I mean, he had a good season last year, but he's their main man, isn't he? Really, yeah, attacking yeah. wise, definitely. Like they, they, they just don't have that focal, good, decent. They're a good striker away from probably having an all right team, really. Yeah, I think of, like, when they used to have like Ben Teke before he went to Liverpool, yeah. they, they need that kind of player again. I think Palace. But, yeah. Um, Eze slots the penalty in, and, and they're on top then, Palace. And um, he, he, Eze, once again on the edge of the box, turns uh, Anana, and he's through again onto the edge of the six-yard box. And it looks like he gets tripped up again by Branthwaite. Um, no penalty given. It goes to VAR, and it's one of them where he might have made the tiniest bit of uh, touch or maybe uh, contact, 
but Eze does he goes down, you know what I mean? He makes sure he hits the deck. And I think if the if the referee had given the penalty, they wouldn't have overturned it. But because he didn't give the penalty, there weren't anything there to say that were an incorrect decision either. So yeah. I think that's VAR working, to be honest. Um Palace fans have obviously argued after like you wouldn't do, but even on like slow motion, you can't really see much of a touch or anything like that. It's hard to see from angles, to be honest. It's like behind, but both angles don't, um, don't give you a de- like a definite answer, do they? I mean, that's why VAR couldn't give it because if the referees don't give it, then you can't, it's not an obvious yeah. error because you can't tell yourself, yeah, can you? That's why it can't be for me. Yeah, and I, I think I think they got that. That's that's how it should work, really. Um, I think with Brantwaite again, he, he kind of does stick his leg out a little bit again in the box, just after doing the same thing sort of five minutes before kind of thing. Um, but then after that, he was solid again, solid as a rock. And they're all talking about all everybody wants to sign him. So he's learning at Everton at the minute. Um, <coughs> so it's one all, half time. So Everton are pretty happy with, with things at that stage. You know, a point's probably quite a good result for Everton in this game anyway. Um, we said it will. We said a point, didn't we? I know we yeah. did, we talked about it the other week about going down to Palace. You take a point at Palace Tough these one, days, yeah. Although Everton kind of have this system where they allow teams to have possession purposefully, like a lot of Everton fans say, "Oh, we should be, we should have more possession," blah, blah blah blah. But they do it on purpose. They allow them to have possession and they like press certain areas at team a week, you know, like certain players and whatever, get the ball back and counter attack them basically. Um, but it was actually so we had a bit of sustained pressure and on the edge of the box, um, it's that Garner kind of, it's a corner and, and the ball comes out of the box and Garner, Garner Gay tries to cross it back into the box, but he spoons it up in air. It drops uh, onto Mikalenko's weak right foot and somewhere, I don't know what the kid's done, like he's, he's caught it on half volley and it's poked. But great strike again, Mikalenko. And it just falls straight at the feet of Abdullah Decore. I mean, it's one of them. It's like when Cameron Archer uh, hit the post and it hit the back of Jordan Pickford's head. Yeah. It couldn't have gone anywhere worse than this. Like, it just dropped our one player that's onside, um, empty goal, and just taps it in. I mean, Decore's doing really well at the minute as well. He's our second top scorer. Four goals. <laughs> but right place, right time, and Everton's 2 1 up. Um, so, so only after 49, so it's a bit, a bit of nothing, isn't it, in between? Was it? Were there a lot of chances in between that for either team? Or... Not really. Because they, they got kind of a bit of pressure. Had a bit of pressure, but Palace were building pressure all the time then, kind of thing. And Everton would have sort of low block, uh, ball, like aimless balls into box. Like they haven't really got like a target man, you know what I mean? So kind of just coming back out all the time. It would be a bit frustrating because Everton really couldn't get hold of the ball. I think Lewin did seem to tire. He went off. Better was done on touchline for about 10 minutes wanting to come on, but. The balls weren't going out of play. Love putting the box, you edit out. Edit out, coming back, in, back in, edit it, out. Passing it about for about five minutes. And like Beto was trying to, I think because Lewin had obviously, he were tired or whatever, and he were putting Beto on just trying to get all the ball kind of thing at Daesh and relieve some pressure. Um, but unfortunately, uh, they do get the second, Uswin, Uswin, Edouard. So the ball drops over the back of Tarkovsky's head. And I think Pickford might have shouted him to leave it. He left it. And uh, there was a big gap, and he just sort of hooks it past Ooh. Pickford. Yeah, do you remember it? Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Let's be, let's be. 
Um, I, I, I might be harsh on Pickford there, to be honest, but I, I do think he has shouted there. So you would just a centre half's not going to leave that. Do you know where yeah. like bouncing box? And they both they both looked like they were blaming each other straight after, didn't they? They like, were, yeah. So it's up for debate, really. But I think I think anyone who anyone who blames one player, I think you've got a solid case for either either way for me. Um, I think because we've won, that it's never going to it's never yeah. going to be a thing. But had they lost on that or whatever, um, yeah. It'd been, it would have been a, a bigger deal. Been a bit crap to lose to that or to to not win the game because she, that's like, that's what happens, isn't it? Really, it's, it's such an easy so, um, thing to defend. It's two all, and that's when you're expecting Palace to go on and and push really, um, and probably go for a win because as the home team, when you do equalise in a game, the kind of momentum sticks with them a bit, doesn't it? And it can become quite tough. Um, but Everton's sort of stuck with it. They kind of just weathered the storm. And it, I don't know, really. I thought like the last sort of 10 minutes, Everton seemed to be on top again. You know, we had like sustained possession in their half and we were like one twos and stuff like that. And some decent football for Everton. I think Palace maybe just sort of like um, ran out of steam a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because they'd been pressing out match and Everton had been defending most of it. Um, and it was just like a, a nice little one two with Decore, who scored for the second. And he put in a lovely ball to Adrissa Gaze, sent CBN. One touch and hooks it with his left foot into the bottom corner. Fantastic finish, like a, I don't know, like a seasoned pro striker. Well, I, yeah, I, so I purposely didn't. <coughs> I knew you'd won. I knew it said three two, obviously because I was at the the Wednesday match. But I remember yeah. um, getting back, and I'm not going to look who scored or like that. I don't know when it when they scored, like, I didn't know like when the goals went in. I didn't know whether you'd you know, winning three 0 They'd got two. I don't know how, how you won three two. I remember I watched the highlights and I was like, what's he doing up there? Like, so it's just like, <laughs> like you're number nine. <laughs> yeah. So he hooks that in the bottom corner and um, he's, he's played well since so he's come on as well, by the way. So Everton then, um, they see it out quite well, Everton actually. They, they had on about 10, I think it was eight minutes injury time. Was it? Basically yeah. just for VAR checks. We did quite a few VAR checks, you know, for that, um, they checked for offside for ages for the uh, Edward goal. And he, he was miles onside. I but they did that in the first half as well. It just seemed to, I don't know this this particular game. They seem to be checking for ages for things that look clear. Do you know, we, they even draw lines at one point. But I think the commentator was saying, "I'll tell you." Was like, well, I don't even know why they draw lines. <laughs> yeah, do you know, yeah. <laughs> it was that obvious. But yeah, quite a few Everton players picked up bookings in the last few minutes, and um, you know, Everton made a substitution. So they sort of did what teams do when you you know when you sat there and you're thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake." You know, they're taking piss here. You know, Everton did that for the last five minutes. And, yeah, they got the result, 3-2. Um, Cracking result. Three wins in three for London. Yeah, six wins in nine. So, at the farms, farms really improved. Um, you know, we had a really bad start. Lost games at home, Fulham, and um, games we would expect to not Luton, try and get Luton as well. Town. Yeah. yeah, what an awful result. You, like, thinking, here we, here we go again. Oh, it's like last we didn't know striker, not Luton, but early in the season we had no centre forward. I think Mopay missed about three chances in one game, or something. and like sitters, you know. And when you don't take your chances at Premier League, you generally either draw or you definitely lose pretty much. Um, so we've won three three games in London away this season. We only won three games away all last season. Um, it's, it's a crucial win because we're going into international break. It's a bit like Wednesday have lost 4 0 going into international break, which is the worst thing you can possibly do. Well, Everton have done the opposite. You've done the thing where they've won an extra game going into the international break. Everyone's going to be buzzing around training ground. A few people will go off to international duty. Confidence is on the up. 
and we come back to Man United at Goodison Park. You know what I mean? Man United aren't doing so. Good, good game, isn't it? Really, because good game to come back to after you know, fans will be up for it again. After yeah, so it's results. like Super Sunday when we come back. Everyone will sort of watch the football that weekend. Everyone's pretty confident. Because the only game we've lost since the last international break was the Liverpool game. Um, and that were obviously, if it weren't for like sort of a few refereeing decisions, we might have got a draw, you know. So I don't think we've really, we never really like losing really, to be honest. Not not badly anyway, um, since the last international break. Um, we're playing with this low possession tactic. And then when we do get the ball, it's kind of wide play. Get the ball out wide to Harrison and McNeil. And they're obviously trying to find Calvert-Lewin, who pretty strong in the air. But Calvert-Lewin hasn't scored um, against Palace, but we've had three different players score from different positions. We've got a CDM scored, Abdullah Decore scored, who's playing like a almost like a centre-attacking midfielder. And then left-back scored as well. And that, that's always good in the team, I think, <coughs> getting um, goals all over the pitch. Um, the, the interesting thing with Decore, who just mentioned, was he would drop by Lampard he was completely isolated from the team. He was even made to train on his own, Decore. And then it's pretty much what Daesh did. He brought him back in to the team. But didn't really sign anybody in transfer window. He had like one day, didn't he? Um, it, and all he really did was been, he brought Decore back in from the cold. Took him a few games to get up to speed. And he scored five goals in the last season. In that, just, just as, you know, in half a season with Daesh. He's a midfielder including the goal against Bournemouth, which kept us up, you know, the, the volley. Um, and the Corey, again, this season, when he, he didn't play against Brighton, I think he didn't play against Brighton, and he didn't look so good, you know, and he's back in. People were surprised to see him back in against Palace. Uh, and he's a real key player, and he's scored four goals this season again already. Um, I think it's just his system seems to completely, like, complement him. What, what, how do you see, like, Abdelaide Decore as somebody who's on the outside? <laughs> He don't look like like a classy footballer, does he? I, I, I don't know how people would see him. Really. No, but obviously I've been to a couple of Everton games. I don't know when he's been there as well. <coughs> yeah, know, yeah. Last load of years and stuff like that. So I've seen him enough on telly. You just, I feel like when I'm when I'm watching an Everton game, it, he's he, especially this season the ones that I have seen, especially live. I mean, the highlights are highlights. You're gonna notice him because you're watching highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if I've seen you live like and watched it properly, like United, like Sheffield United game or or a Liverpool game and one or two of us, um, from an attacking point of view, you notice him all the time. For, yeah. For, for you lot, and I think, well, I was, I think if I look at the other seasons when I when I went, like yeah, he was there. You noticed him, but like he wasn't as prominent as what he's now. He looks. I think it's like a lot of players. It's confidence in it. So I think Dice, whatever Dice is doing with him, um, and Everton fans and you'll know a lot better than me. But he's got he's got him confident at the at the very least, regardless of the other stuff. He he, he looks confident. I'm not saying he wasn't confident before, but he he looks a lot more confident. He looks like he he what he wants to score a goal. Do you know what I mean? I think he looks. Like he, he's one of these players who's quite unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do. And he, yeah. He hasn't got like a certain quality or a trait or, or he's, he doesn't seem to stick in one place even. He's like this second striker, but he's, he could be sort of behind the midfield. He could be in defence. He could be left wing. He could be, he seems to be all over the place. And I think they just kind of tell him, because he's got this en- unbelievable engine on him. He just runs like a rabbit all game. Um, uh, and another shout out I want to give out to James Garner, because he's, he's sort of cemented his place in the team now because he wasn't really expected to play centre mid. He played kind of 
I don't know if you remember watching England in Euros, your under 21s last summer, he was playing right back in that team, uh, James Garner. Um, and he, he started off this season playing like right mid for Everton, kind of thing, like kind of like a wing back right mid. And he's, he's earned his place in the team and he, he is now <laughs> pretty much first choice centre mid. I would say he's first choice over yeah. all of them, to be honest. Um, and Anna Gay Garner. I think Garner's name is the first. James Garner, so it was Garner and Garner, but James Garner is probably the first name on the team sheet, really, uh, for the midfield three, anyway. Um, and I think one of the things with him as well, because obviously Daesh is quite big on set pieces and, and wide free kicks from even like sort of quite far back in our own, in in the opposition half, in, towards the halfway line and stuff. He's got a good, uh, like a bit of a quality delivery on him, you know. Um, McNeil's not too bad, but I think it seems to be James Garner who's got that quality delivery, which when you base a lot of your kind of uh, tactics and stuff on set pieces, which Daesh, you know, he does, uh, you've got to have quality delivery. And I've, <coughs> all the time I've gone to Goodison Park, I mean, when we had like Mikel Arteta and Leighton Baines, it were class, but just about everybody else seems to have hit the first man with every corner I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, happens uh, the most frustrating thing ever. Professional football. Yeah, especially when it's your player. Get a corner, crowd gets like semi up for it. Yeah. <laughs> first man. So flat and just it's the first man. Nightmare, man. But yeah, he, he's delivered his quality in it, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think he's an underrated player at the minute, but just not not for Everton, but just generally kind of. I don't think anyone's looking at him thinking, you know, like, oh, let's worry about him. But I think as he, as we go on at season, if he continues playing like this, people start to notice players, don't they? Because like the Branthwaite thing at the minute, Man United want to sign him and Newcastle want to sign him. You know, um, he weren't even meant to be playing for us a few weeks ago. Um, so it's funny how it all changes quite <laughs> quite quick, quickly. Um, yeah. The um, Daesh spoke last week before this game about <laughs> the, the changing character in the in the dressing room, and he'd sort of mentioned having this like concerning sort of issues in the uh, uh, with character in, in the dressing room. I think it's got put down to being like this, like kind of Lingard kind of syndrome, you know, like kind of this like schoolboy kind of thing. Um, and he said that's improved a lot since the summer, and that. This is perhaps me, I don't know, or other people have said that. We've lost Damari Gray and Iwobi. And if, if you can kind of picture them, they are kind of this kind of too-cool-for-school kind of thing about them. Um, we've brought players in like Jack Harrison, um, who's like really hard-working footballer. And I think it's just kind of that more industrious kind of approach to games. Like You've got McNeil on the left, Harrison on the right, <coughs> Decore in midfield with James Garner and Anana or Gay and Literally all them players give 110 percent you know at like every game. So even if you lose, you're probably not going to lose by much. Um, but I do think sometimes like Demari Gray, you seem like wandering around. You know what I mean? Like just walking about and and stuff in games. And I don't think when you're in the position like we're in the Premier League, I don't think you can afford like luxury players. Like maybe like if you're Man City, you can afford you can afford it. But um, not not Everton in the bottom half at Premier League. You just can't afford those kind of. Yeah, I think with his style, he's just got the, the if you want to call it that, but a flair player, I suppose, or more lightweight players yeah. that don't affect. They're not, they're not going to affect both boxes, but they're going to only affect one box. And you know, a lot of the time they're going to, they're probably going to lose the ball, which I don't think Dice wants to do, does he? If, you, if you've got not saying like not from a passing about point of view, but if you're on the attack, because you don't have a lot of the ball, or the opposition probably has more of the ball than you, 
then you need to make them count. And the players like Damari Gray, as good as like they might be sometimes, a lot of the time they can lose the ball. Yeah. And then it's like you've got like, you've you've let him have the ball for five minutes, you've got it back, and then you give him straight back. They're going to have the ball for another five minutes. So yeah, it's like he's just got he's got players that kind of do a bit of both. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like Jack yeah. Harrison goes <coughs> forward, but he also offers you something going back and forth. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we like Demari Gray as well. It just doesn't suit this kind of system, and I think the world will be probably the same. They want to play in like a sort of forward three, really. Or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a number ten, even though he's never really played that well in a ten. Um, so we will just look a bit at the Premier League um, table before we go. Um, so at the bottom, you've got Burnley, Sheffield United, Luton, uh, and between them combined, they've only got fifteen points. Um, where Everton have got fourteen points. So. I think you really are looking at. Uh, I know Bournemouth picked up a good result against Newcastle. Um, that might be a little bit to do with Newcastle's sort of fatigue and that, you know. From I watched that. They, they looked. Um, they looked tired. They looked tired. Look tired. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's 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 just, it's not having the squad to go have a European, especially a Champions League one, which is even more draining than. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing against top top teams. Um, they've going got, they've over, got players over. Newcastle, haven't they? I think, but it's just kind of. Every week doing that, it takes a big toll, doesn't it? And, and there, a lot of them are all, well, other than probably Trippier, all the other players haven't done that before. No. It's all new to it's as new to them as it is to the fans and the manager. Do you know what I mean? The manager's got a few injuries, like Maris is injured, uh, Tenali's gone with betting the scandal. Um, yeah, quite a few players in similar positions as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, where Luton obviously got the result against Liverpool, um, and Everton, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, Sheffield United, we have a decent point at Brighton. I know Brighton got a man sent off. Um, and Burnley rooted to the bottom of the table, Burnley. So, it's looking pretty tough down there, to be honest, for them sides. And... For me, it's still... I mean, Fulham are flirting, aren't they? They've not had a great run of form. You look yeah. at... We, everyone said it, and it's, I'm not saying anything new here that no one's probably said, but it's, it's still looking like three from four, in it? Out of them four. Um, yeah. Any which way around is up to you, which way you want to, you want to mix it about. But... Yeah, I still think it's three from four, unless someone like Fulham or Forest, like that, has a massive slump and and if sat the manager all that sort of stuff. But I still think all them teams above Bournemouth have got enough to keep to stay up at end of the season. It's quite good to see Wolves actually pull a bit away because Gary O'Neill never seems to get respected as a manager. He always seems to get sacked, and he's done quite well. He's gone there and he's, he seems to be doing well again. They haven't got the best squad of players really. Wolves <laughs> now, not what they used to have. And they're looking twelfth, you know. I don't think you need much. You probably need a decent Premier League side, don't get me wrong. But I don't think you need too much to be in the kind of top fifteen this season, really, in the Premier League. Um, I think Fulham will probably come back round. Down, like... down near the bottom, you've a couple of results together, and you've you've pulled away from it. Do you know what I mean? Another another result uh, in a couple of weeks on that Sunday against Man U, and you, you could even stick skip up above Wolves into twelfth. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah, all that sort of stuff, and like, you would have thought. Three, four weeks ago, that Everton had been up to 12th. No, well, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't think we've been this far off the relegation zone for a long time. Years. Exactly. But, yeah. um, to be honest, Everton's obviously got a very small squad, probably 13, 14 players who are capable of playing in the Premier League at Premier League level. And then there's not much beyond that. So you're back to be being lucky, issue. aren't you? Injuries, really. If Everton start picking up injury in December, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose games. Um, that's just there's not there's no question really. So yeah. you've got to pick up points while you're playing well. I think in the Premier League, aren't you? And 
yeah. I think we'll have enough come the end of the season to sort of feel okay. I, I don't think going into the last three games, unless we have a massive points deduction, which is you know still a thing in the background, but um, I don't think it'll be twelve points anyway. I think that will just kind of paper top. And we, like I said, you whatever if you get any, unless it's very unless you like two points and you're well away. Everton are going to appeal it, which I don't think then it'll, it'll be for this season. No. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and I don't think it'll be as much as what it's like all gone. Not that it's gone quiet, but you know, it's not like everyone's talking about it. How many points you get in all the time? No. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's impossible for anyone to know what it's going to be because it's an independent yeah. commission of like three people who are like you know like lawyers, so they're not going to have told. Yeah. They won't even know. For but that, that's so. if if that is a thing and becomes a thing and it goes to this thing, that's the only thing for me that's going to that could put you back in it and, and put you at risk. But I think if it's just on pure form and ability and not, don't get unlucky with injuries, you're not, I don't think you're even going to be in a, in a, in a, in, no. a, in a fight. Never mind. Like, you know, you, you, I'm not saying it's going to be hard to get into the top 10 in it, but you're looking at, you know, where you are now and a couple of places I, and I think, I think most Everton fans would probably take that after the last couple of years. So, yeah, well, I think you've got to be comfortable. Everton fans, if, if you know, if we can get to a situation where we we start not worrying about relegation towards the end of the season, last few games we could just enjoy a few away days and whatever. Um, even we've still got Fulham in the cup in the League Cup, and it's a bad timing really now because it's going to be in December. But we've got Fulham in the League Cup in the quarter final. We didn't talk about that, did we? Because that was before the draw last time. Wasn't yes, it? The game. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. A, a really good draw. Really, Fulham at home. Fulham Happy are not really. Draw. They're not going to fancy that. Trip on in mid middle of December up to Goodison Park. Wait, him on him on him online with confident though, wasn't he? We were loving it. <laughs> yeah, well, American <laughs> guy. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a bit detached to what football's about in this country. But um, he sort of put an apology. Out. <laughs> yeah. Seen it? Yeah, yeah. Seen it. yeah funny, funny life. Yeah, uh, but he basically said, "Oh, get in! It's Everton. We're, we should get through." Kind of thing. Which over the last few years, I think he's not sported full on that long. So like. Everton's not been really good in all that time. So he's like, oh, yeah, but easy to get through here. But They're below you. Yeah, they, they are now, yeah. <laughs> but, exactly, uh, they're below you now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, that's a good good draw for Everton. And you never know, you could get to the semi-final and you get one of the other teams. Um, is it Middlesbrough and somebody else? I can't remember who it was. Middlesbrough and one of the lower league Port teams. Vale. Played Port Vale. Port Vale. I mean, you, so you beat Fulham. Look, you might not, but let's just say you've got a good chance of beating Fulham. And you get Middlesbrough or or, or uh, Port Vale in a se- in a two leg semi final. Yeah, you, 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 that that that's oh, that's the pathway to Wembley. That, that you I mean the other flip, the other way around it, you could get one of the big ones. But it's a, such a good chance, in fairness, to to get, at least get to a semi. Yeah, and, and see what we'll probably get Liverpool, Liverpool at semi final. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and um, that's it. Yeah. So onwards and upwards for the Toffees, another three points and. Let's hope we're looking forward to playing Man United now in two weeks, to be honest. We don't really want this What do you break. reckon, result? What do you think you'll get one? It's tough, isn't it? Because United still got good players. That, you, you they, don't can look, turn it on. they can turn it on, can't they? You like, don't look at that side and think um, Everton's going to win. I, I, I wouldn't want to put a bet on it if I were a betting man. From I don't think Man United fans would want to put money on Man U. I don't think Everton fans would want to put money on Everton, necessarily. Maybe more Everton fans because we're at home, but <clears throat> I don't know. I think... It might be good for us that we've got the break, get people up to 100% again. Uh, you know, like, sort of, people not, we don't have that many international players. We've got Pickford and Nana um, and a couple of others, but most of them stay, stay at Everton now. So they'll be sort of in the gym and everything again next couple of weeks. And Man United players are going to be all over the world, aren't they? So I think it suits us, yeah. I think, I, I think, I think we the way you go 1 0, maybe. I'll go for 1 0, Everton. I think, 
I think the way that you play can can get you a result mm. against them. Just uh, letting them have the ball and frustrating them. It helps. Sure. It helps us that they've got to win because yeah, they're under pressure. Under pressure, under pressure yeah. Manager and players. Yeah, both of them. So, Manager even more so. Any. So, they'll yeah. come to Goodison Park and they'll have to try and dominate the ball and they're going to have to try and they're going to have to try and beat us. And it's just going to be like an away game for us. Is it? Yeah, it's an away game with a home <coughs> crowd. Away game with a home crowd. If we can get one nil up, it's going to be very hard for Man United then, you know, because they don't score many this yeah. season. I think they beat Luton one nil, didn't they? Yeah, they have Saturday they one nil. Yeah, and Luton nearly scored at the end. So Fulham, <coughs> Fulham one nil the game before that. So no, they're not Fulham. They're, 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 they're not. They're not knocking them in. No, there's a few managers. I think losing um, at Goodison Park, by the way, Man United managers. Yeah, I also I've heard that a couple of the players got injured. I think um, Hoyland. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's been. In, I think he's got a knock now, and they don't know how long he's going to be out for. Uh-huh. All that sort of stuff. So I think a couple. I've heard. I've heard it before. This should be recorded. So I think a couple of them are, are out, like key player wise. So I mean, they've and they've got Maguire and Evans at back at minute, still, aren't they? So you mm-hmm. know what I mean, it's there if you want it. Yeah, well, I, I'd rather play Man United at home than most of the other teams in Premier League at home, actually. To be honest, at a minute. So, at a minute, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I mean, even it's sometimes harder to play the worst teams in the Premier League, you know, if that makes sense. Like Luton, we, we lost to them. Um, we, we're not really good at sort of taking the game to somebody at home. So I think it's an ideal fixture for us, especially with Ten Hag situation. They're not going to sack him, I don't think, <laughs> because they, they've got a sort of a longer plan, aren't they? I think they're going to try and stick with him for as long as possible. But I don't know, eventually they might have to. They might have to uh, change their. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a slow burning sack. So do you know what I mean? I think he'll have still have this season, whatever. And then if it's bad next season, like it is this season, and then that's when he'll get sacked. I don't think he'll be sacked this season. That's yeah. my only. That's not my my thoughts on that. Yeah. Right, Paul. Thanks again. Um, and we'll probably speak again next week. Hope, hopefully. Yeah. All right. All right, the best. Right. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you to everybody for listening. Please like, share and follow if you've enjoyed the episode. Um, I hope everyone enjoys the international break and can't wait now for United to visit Goodison Park after the internationals. Up the toffees.